anything else on your heart before we try to try to read the word? Anything? If not, uh, I don't. Sometimes the Lord will give us a, a thought and a title, and sometimes He doesn't. I I don't really have a title this morning, but. I guess this thought kind of stems a little bit from what we tried to preach last week. And uh, I guess really my thought last week was, uh, was faith. And my thoughts really not changed a lot this week. Uh, I was thinking about kind of what we were talking about last week as far as Jeremiah there in the 16th chapter. And I'm, I'm not going to read my text there this morning. But how he declared that we ought to stand ye in the old ways, in the old path. And the old way that I believe he was talking about was the way in seeking the Lord. They had forsook the Lord and, and they turned their heart from Him. Uh, there were those there, uh, uh, those priests that had declared peace, peace, peace. When the Lord said there is no peace. We were thinking about those Old Testament saints who looked through the eye of faith and uh, at the promise of one that was to come. And I really was thinking a lot this week about faith and uh, had the opportunity Thursday night to go over here at Western and, and try to have a Bible study. And these verses come to me and the Lord uh, kind of went from there and led them that I might be able to read them here this morning. And everything I'm going to bring to you is, is not, uh, as far as I know, it's nothing new. I'm sure you're all very familiar with them. But uh, I want to try to bring forth this thought the Lord's given us. Pray for me today. I need the Lord's help. Uh, I can do nothing on my own. I realize that. And, uh, but pray that the, the Lord will help us this morning. I want to take our reading this morning from the 12th chapter of Hebrews. 12th chapter of Hebrews this morning. And we'll be looking some also in the 11th chapter as well. 12th chapter of Hebrews. He says, Wherefore, Seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have, excuse me, ye have not yet resisted unto blood striving against sin. Now, I want to stop there for, uh, for just a moment. And I want to look here what the Apostle Paul, as I believe the Apostle Paul uh, wrote this, but anyway, uh, what the writer is trying to say here in this verse, first verse. Now, he says, wherefore. Now, he's implying 
for us to understand what he's talking about, that we need to look at the previous chapter of what was written. And here in this 11th verse, oftentimes we call that the faith verse, uh, but he declares some things about faith. And here in the very first verse, he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But for it, by the elders, obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And he goes on talking about Abel and Cain and how the Lord, uh, uh, through the sacrifice of, uh, well, it says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So he was talking about the faith of Abel. And he goes on, he talks about Enoch. But here in the sixth verse, he says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, I want to stop there for just a moment. And I really want to examine some of these scriptures today. As uh, here in this first verse, uh, he implies, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with a great cloud of witness. Now, he was going back here in this 11th chapter, and he's naming out those Old Testament saints that we read about, and the faith that they had in believing what the Lord had told them, and the things that the Lord was going to do for them. And here it is, he's talking about that faith is the substance of things hoped for and that the evidence of things not seen. Now, I've heard it this way several times that uh, uh, some people in the world today believe that faith is merely believing in something that you cannot see. Uh, That's not faith to me. Uh, Faith is absolutely 100% uh, with everything you've got, trusting and putting your confidence in the Lord. That's faith, trusting in Him completely, fully surrendering to Him and trusting in Him with everything that makes you up. And uh, even at that, uh, we still, I believe, need the Lord's help to fully trust in Him and in His promise. I can't muster up that kind of faith on my own. The faith that He declares that if you have faith in Him, uh, that you're able to move mountains, Uh, I need help with that kind of faith. Uh, When I believed upon Him and trusted in Him, I believe the Lord had to help me. I believe that's what David declares. He said He helped me. So He helps us. But He said here uh, about this great cloud of witness. And I was thinking about some of these things this morning, uh, some of these things this week, and and, and, and I always try to get myself in a place to where uh, sometimes in the morning I, I, I try to go out and, and study and meditate and, and get my heart right and get myself in a place to where maybe God can use me. And, and I, I just want to say this, uh, I go through the week just like you all do. I have things that come upon my mind. I have things of the world. Uh, even uh, uh, Brother Mike was talking about those things this morning. I, I think a lot of times about what the Apostle Paul uh, said there. And uh, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am. And a lot of times I think of myself in that manner. The wretched man that I am. The things that I would rather do are the things that I do not. 
And uh, so, but I was thinking about here how the, uh, uh, the writer said, such a great cloud of witness. And I want you to think about these, these Old Testament saints that uh, through the eye of faith believed upon those things that God had spoken to them. Now I want you to also think about the great cloud of witness of those people of God that He has put in your life that have been around you and helped minister the things of God. Uh, listen, uh, we need each other. We need each other's help. Uh, we need each other's prayers. Uh, we need uh, the examples of each other, the things that we have been through in this life. Uh, think about those witnesses that God has placed in your, in your life. But listen, the writer says, let us lay aside every weight. He said, everything that weighs you down in this life, let us lay them aside. Let us put them to the side. Every little thing that weighs us down. And maybe you're a little different than me, but this is what was on my heart I was thinking about. And I'll get over there just in a minute. But I was thinking about this week, those little stakes that I've placed along the way in my life. And I was thinking about this new job that I've got. Uh, Y'all know that. And, uh, but I was thinking about how that, uh, this, this what I'm doing now is uh, they call us a, a staking tech, but I'll go out on the job and I'll drive these stakes in the ground. And where that stake is driven, uh, that's where we go in and we build that line. And that line is designed. And that's how that line is. And I can go back and I can look at those things that was put in that I can reference to, those stakes. And that's where it goes. That's where it's been. And I was thinking about those stakes that I've put along uh, my way. Those things that have, God has put there in my life. That I can go back whenever I'm going through some difficult challenges. The, the things that I have been through. And I was thinking about all of these things. And I was, I was just got to thinking about those stakes. And, and boy, I'm just so thankful that when the devil comes upon me, that there's only so far that He can take me to. There's only so far that He can run me back to. I'm thankful that I'm, I, I, I've got a time and a place where God saved my soul that He can only run me back so far to. And I'll say, listen, I know what happened to me when I was a little boy. I know that what you've done for me is real. I know that. I've got confidence in the Lord. And, and He'll say, well, what about you call to preach? And listen... I'm not doubting my calling, but I'm thankful that's, that's another stake that God has driven in my life that I know that God has called me and put me in this way. I got to thinking about all these little stakes that God has planted throughout my life. Satan, he'll come upon the scene. and He'll get to weighing me down. And it's, it's every day's a battle for me. I was talking with a sister one day and I told her, I said, listen, I don't ever want to paint to you a picture of perfection because I'm not a picture of perfection. I said, listen, I'm, I said, I, I go through my day, I have challenges, I face things just like everybody else. And to be quite honest with you, I feel like a lot of times maybe Satan works harder on a preacher than he does anybody else. Because he knows if he's sitting right here beside of me and he's in my ear and he's on my shoulder and he can manipulate me and get my mind to a place to where I can't stand and do what God has called me to do and he discourages me and my friend, he's happy and he's content with that. Listen, he works on me just like he does anybody else. 
But the writer here says, consider. He says, consider. And I'm putting it that way, but he says, seeing we are also compassed about with such a great cloud of witness. Those that's come before us and walked in this way. Our parents, our grandparents, the things that God has brought them from and put them in. The things that God has done for you. How the Holy Spirit passes by you. That witness of the Holy Spirit. How it helps you. He said, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doeth so easily beset us. Those things that weary us and drag us down. He said, let us lay them aside. And He said, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. How often do I find myself getting in such a hurry? Well, just, uh, the, just the things of the world. Uh, we've got everything going on there is. We've got ball games. We've got school. We've got everything. And, and listen, a lot of that I've put myself into. But we've got everything going on in the world today. And I get in such a hurry. I, I, just, I find myself getting out in front of God, if you, if you will. I find myself just getting out in front of Him and get to trying to run this race just as quickly as I can. But Paul said, be patient in the race. I was thinking about Brother Brynn and all the running that he's done. If you start out running, going full steam, it's not going to take you very long before you run out of steam. But if you start out in a slow and steady pace, And thankful that the one that I'm running this race with, you know something, I've tripped and I have fallen, I've been scratched up. I used to run four or five miles a day years ago. Y'all look at me and say, well, you can't tell that you used to. Uh, I did, I used to run four or five miles a day. And I never was a runner. I had to condition my body to be able to do that. I had to condition my breathing. I had to get to a place to where I could do that. But I found myself, there'd be people that'd run beside of me, they'd get out in front of me, or they'd fall behind me. A lot of times I found myself running along. But I'm thankful this race that I'm running, this race, this spiritual race that I'm on, I've never had to run it alone. I've always had somebody, the Lord Jesus, He's always been right there. He's always been there. Now, I found myself oftentimes distanced from Him, but that's never been because of anything that He's done. But now listen to what the writer says. Who are we looking out to? I pray this morning that you are looking, that you've got your eye fixed upon a finish line out there in front of you. I pray that you've got something out in front of you that you're looking to. Because what is it that this writer said that Abraham looked for? Well, he says, that by faith he sojourned in a land of promise and in strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. It says a little bit further on here. He says, For they all died in faith, not having received the promise, but have seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed, that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And my friend, this morning I pray that you are looking unto the author and the finisher of your faith. Your faith. 
the faith that God has established in your heart. If you and I don't know this morning uh, what it is. Maybe some of you is going through, and I don't have to know unless you want to share it with me. But listen to what the writer says. He says, "But without faith, it's impossible to please Him." This morning, if you're lost and separated from God, without faith, without believing upon Him with a whole heart, it's impossible this morning to please Him. If you're a child of God and you've been born again and bought by the precious blood of Jesus, listen, it's impossible this morning to please Him. That's what it says, without faith. Everything that we do as God's people is accounted back to faith. This is a, listen, it's a heart work. It's a faith work. It's a believing work. Who are you believing in? The author and the finisher of our faith. That's what it's all about. How many times in this race that you've been on do you find yourself discouraged and disheartened You find yourself distanced from God. You find yourself wanting and there's everything that's going on around you. Maybe, listen, y'all ever felt like a wall is just closing in around you? Everything's just closing in and the faster you shovel to shovel it out, the faster it falls in and falls in and falls in. And finally you get to a place to where you surrender. See, I still have to surrender to His will. I've been saved. I had to surrender when I was lost. And I still have to surrender today. When I get to a place that I finally surrender unto Him and say, God, I'm digging and I'm digging and I'm digging and I'm tired of digging. You know what He does? My friend, He steps in and says, You believed in me then, believe in me now, and watch what I'm going to do. Now that doesn't mean all the time that God does things the way that we want Him to do it, right? God has His way of doing things. But I get in a hurry to want to see them. That's how I am. That's my nature. I say, God, I, I want to see this happen, or Lord, I want to see this happen. Listen, it's always on God's time. Always on His time. And that brings me to another point this morning. We've got to have a talk with the Lord. We've got to get down to a place to where we have communication and talk with Him and let Him direct our life. If we're going to have faith in Him, how many times, listen, how many times do we use the Lord? A lot of times about like a spare tire. We know that He's there. We know that if we get in an emergency, we've got Him and we need Him. But listen, I don't want to use Him that way. I want to have a relationship with Him. And I know I'm kind of like that primitive quartet song that I've heard uh, most of my life that He says there's been a few times. Listen, I know in my life that there's been a few times that I've reached the throne room of God. I know that I've been in His presence. I know that I've heard Him speak. I know that He's talked to the depths of my soul. And He's got there in a place where He said, It's going to be alright. You trust in me. Have you ever got to that place down in your life where God has just spoke to you and He says, Trust in me. You believed in me then. Believe in me again. I'm going to do this. You know, that's a problem with a lot of times of God's people. We come with a mentality that God is just going to show up and show up, you know. 
And sometimes we forget to put the work in. Sometimes our prayer life through the week isn't what it needs to be. Sometimes we isn't talking to Him before we ever enter into the house. Sometimes we come with a, a thought of, boy, I just want to just get in and get out and do whatever. And I know y'all have heard me talk about that. Listen to me, folks. We've come here to worship the Lord this morning. We've come here that lost people might be saved. Or at least that's why I've come here. I don't know. But I'll say this this morning. We've got to come believing that the Lord is going to show up and show out. Have the mentality, Lord, before I ever get there, I know your presence is going to be real. I know you're going to move hearts. I know you're going to convict. God, I know you're going to help the preacher today. I know, God, I know you are. And come with a faith believing it. Sometimes I, I don't have my heart where it needs to be. I'll tell you what I was praying last week. I said, Lord, move in a big way. You know what? Lord moved in a big way. Sometimes the Lord moves in an easy way. He, what kind of voice does it have? Feels small voice, doesn't it? He speaks to us. We've got to have faith. Faith. Believing that God is going to save our lost people. We've got to put forth the effort, don't we? God uses us as an instrument. I can believe all day, God, that you're going to do this and do that. But listen, sometimes He uses us to accomplish the same thing. Let me ask you something. I've used this illustration before. I can pray all day long, Lord, there's a woman down the road that needs a rick of wood. And I can pray and I can believe that God had sent her a rick of wood. But God speaks to me and says, Casey, you go out and cut her a rick of wood and take it to her. Did God still not deliver that woman a rick of wood? He did, didn't He? He just used me to get it there. He still did it. It says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. When I was lost and separated from God, I had to go to Him believing who He is. And my friend today, still as a saved man, I have to go to Him, Lord, recognizing who He is, that He is the God of heaven. That He created it. He spoke it into existence. He said, let there be light and there's still light. He said, let there be light and there was light. I have to go to Him still believing who He is. I told Him Wednesday night over there, or Thursday night. I, actually, this week I was talking to a man and I was telling him, I said, you know, I'm thankful for those little stakes that God's planted in my life that I can go to and look back on and see how God has moved. Those prayers that I've prayed in my life. And uh, listen to what he says here. It says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
with care, diligently seeking. The word means diligently with care, with a desire, diligently. There's a pursuit there that's made. If you want to be saved today, you're going to have to diligently seek Him. You're going to have to believe He is who He says He is. Now, that kind of faith today, uh, it can't be... Uh, listen, uh, there's a whole, when I was just a little boy, I believed, I had enough knowledge to believe that there was a God... And had enough knowledge to believe there was a Jesus. But it was a mental kind of believing. Listen, this is the kind of believing that I'm talking about. It's the kind that God has to put in your heart. There's a difference there. There's a whole lot of people today who says, well, I believe there's a God. Listen, I believe in my whole heart. And still to this day, when I go to Him, I have to recognize who it is I'm talking about. And I believe sometimes... I'm not, I'm not lifting me up this morning. But do you know whenever I finally get hooked up, that's what I call it, get hooked up. When I get hooked up with God, and I'm out there in my building and I'm praying, I lose track of time. Or I'm out at the stump and I'm praying. And this ain't nothing about me. But there's tears. I ain't saying you got to cry straight. That's not what I'm saying. And there's sweat. And there's all kinds of stuff. I'm probably an awful looking mess. But when I finally begin to see who I am in the presence of an almighty God, and I get to calling out to Him, and get to talking to Him, and He begins to humble my heart, and begins to show me what I need to do, and I go to Him with a whole heart. Believing, Lord, that You're going to do this. And Lord, You're going to do that. I've spent a whole lot more time on this right here than what I intended. But that's alright. Y'all bear with me. I'm going to read a few more verses of Scripture. I want to go over here to Joshua this morning. If you was to look back there in the numbers of in Numbers, in the uh, 14th, 13th, 14th chapter, Lord declared that Moses was to send some spies there into the promised land. And, uh, some of them returned with a bad report, and, and some of them returned, if you'll remember, they come with a cluster, a cluster, of, gro uh, a cluster of grapes and, uh, that they bear between uh, two upon a staff, and they brought in the pomegranates and the figs, and... Uh, some of them said there was giants there. They had a fear that come upon them. And uh, they didn't want to go in. And, but if you'll remember, Caleb had said, had he stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. He knew that they could overcome it. He knew what God had put in his heart. The Lord then had made a... Uh, he'd said then that, uh, that in the 14th chapter there of Numbers in the 29th verse, he says, your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness... And all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from twenty years old and upward which have murmured against me. It says then that only save Caleb, the son of, uh, that Caleb and Joshua uh, would be the ones that would, uh, doubtless they shall not come into the land concerning which I make unto you dwell therein, except for Caleb and Joshua. 
And so the Lord uh, was uh, upset with those that had uh, come back with a report and because of the people and the murmurs that they had made that they desired to go back into the land of Egypt to live in that life uh, that they had once eaten, uh, those, uh, uh, the things that they were doing, they were uh, under the bondage of their taskmasters, they had cried out and, and they were disheartened and the Lord had made provision through Moses that He might deliver them. And yet the Lord told them that He said, because of this you'll wander in the wilderness. And He said, from those that are 20 years and upwards should not enter in up to the promised land, except for uh, those that were younger, and Caleb and Joshua. And Moses has died, and that brings us here to the first chapter and second and third chapter of Joshua that we want to look a little bit at. Joshua, uh, the Lord gives him uh, uh, some instruction, tells him that he would be encouraged and, and not to fear. And anyway, I want to look here in the third chapter uh, of Joshua this morning. Third chapter of Joshua. And I, I'm, I'm not going to read just a whole lot here, but he, he tells them. Uh, it says, Joshua rose early in the morning, they removed from Shittim and came unto Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over, and it come to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. And there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, and come not near into it, that you, may, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way hereunto. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Now I want you to imagine here, these people had wandered in the wilderness uh, some 40 years. They had seen a lot to come to pass. And here it is, as Joshua is standing there, uh, fairly close, they're located fairly close to the Jordan River. He declares unto them, he says, You're fixing to pass away here unto that you've never passed, for you do not know the way. And I know a lot of times the Jordan River is symbolic of uh, crossing over Death's River. And this morning, but I was thinking about it maybe in a little bit different manner. Uh, this morning when we were lost, we were dead in our sins and trespasses. And my friend, uh, we crossed a way that we had never experienced before. I had never known what it was to be lost. And uh, when the Lord, when you're lost and separated from God, you'll never be any more lost than you are at that time. And I, I didn't realize what it felt like, but when that conviction set into my heart, I knew that I was lost. Nobody had to tell me. Nobody had to come to me, but I knew that I was lost and separated from God. And I knew that I was going to die. I'd come to a place I'd never come to before. And it says here that Joshua told him, it said, sanctify yourselves. He said, the Lord will do wonders among you. And my friend, I'll tell you this, when the Lord saved me, He did do wonders. He gave me a peace in my heart that surpasses all understanding. He helped establish a faith in my life that I had somebody that I could go to when I needed help. He's been the best friend that I've ever had. He's answered prayers. I've prayed that God would you answer. He's moved mountains multiple times in my life. I've seen Him do things in the Lord's church. My friend, that you can't even imagine the things of God that He can do. And the only one that limits Him, my friend, is me. 
God can do all things this morning. But he told him, he said, I'm going to show you wonders here. He told them and instructed them the way that it should happen. He said, the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify in the sight of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, I will be with thee. And he says, Thou shalt command the priests to bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that without fail driveth out before you the Canaanites. And he goes through those things there. But he said here in the 11th verse, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. And therefore take ye twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand, shall stand upon a heap. And I want to stop there for just a moment. It says here, uh, let me go on down just a moment here. It says in, in the 15th verse, it says, And as they that bear the ark were coming to the Jordan, the feet of the priest that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for the Jordan overfloweth all its banks all the time of harvest, that the water which came down from above stood up and rose up a heap very far from the city of Adam. And it says that is beside Zartan. And those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And it says, The priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And it says, And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. I know I've done a lot of reading this morning. But I want to stop here for just a moment. I'm going to take a few more things here out of the fourth chapter. But I want you to understand what's taking place. God wanted to use Joshua. He said, I'm fixing to show these people what I can do. He said, I brought them out of Egypt. He said, the Red Sea was parted. Moses brought the children of Israel across on dry ground. He said, I'm fixing to show you what I can do. The Jordan River was overflowing from its banks. It was the time of harvest. I've read some commentators say that it was the rainy season. Not only was it the rainy season, but the snow upon the mountaintops was melting down. It was overflowing Jordan there at its brim. And he said, just as soon as the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant come to the, the brink, to the brim there of Jordan River, let them step in. He said, as soon as they step in, they're bearing the Ark. He said, that Jordan River will part. And my friend, this morning, I believe in all of my heart, God was uh, telling, He told Joshua, but He had also told these priests, and I want you to know, these priests, they had to have faith as they stepped out. And this morning still, as a child of God, you've got to have faith willing to step out. This morning, if you're here and lost, you've got to have faith and be willing to step out on faith. You've got to. It's the whole essence this morning. Not only is it repentance, and I believe in repentance this morning, but I want you to know uh, this morning, but we've got to have faith. These priests stepped out. They had the ark. And this morning, that's still what we're trying to do as we're trying to exalt the Lord Jesus. I know I don't want to lose y'all this morning. I'm, I'm going to be done here shortly. They took that ark, which was a symbol. It was a symbol of the presence of God.
And they hoisted it upon their shoulders. And as they stepped towards that water, the Lord done told them what he was going to do. They still had to be willing to step out on faith. This morning, lost person, you've got to be willing to step out on faith. I've heard people in their testimonies that they got under so much conviction and they knew they had to go to the altar no more and had they stepped out the aisle, the Lord saved their soul. It's not up for me to determine where the Lord saves you. But you've got to come to a place to where you surrender everything. And this morning, even though I'm saved, and even though I know that I've been born again, I still have to surrender to God. I still have to look to Him. I still have to step out on faith every time He wants to use me. They come there. The children of Israel come across safely. I don't know. I've, I've read in some commentaries and different things how big uh, this spread of water was. It expanded uh, several miles. Some, some say, I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. But the Lord allowed them to walk across on dry land. And as they walked across on dry land, he told them that they was to set up a memorial. He said they was to take 12 stones and set up a memorial. Not only there, uh, but they was to set them up there in the Jordan where the priest had stood as well. And I was thinking about those 12 stones as a memorial. And this morning I'm thankful that I'm able to go back in my memory and I can think about those stakes that God has driven down in my life. And Satan can only run me back so far. I'm not saying that I've doubted nothing. But I'm telling you, he gets on me pretty hard sometimes. And I'm thankful that I can go back. And I can think about the prayers that I've prayed for my wife, and for my children, the prayers that I've prayed for lost people. The prayers that I've prayed on my behalf. The prayers that I've prayed on behalf of the church. The prayers that I've prayed. And God has just showed up. God showed out. How many stakes have you driven in your life? Do you ever go back and think of those stakes? Do you ever go back and think of those memorials that God's put in your life? The first stake that God ever drove very first one, you know that was when he saved me. He drove that stake up to me. When he drawed my heart to unite with the Lord's church, you know what he done again? He drove another stake. You know what he done when he called me to preach? He drove another stake. You know what he done when he gave me my helpmate I prayed for? Drove another stake. You know what he done when my children was born? Many times he stepped in through my life. He's driven another stake. And that's what he does. He drives another stake. Another stake. Faith. Faith. Let us run this race with patience. Let us not get in a hurry. But let us look into the one who's the author and the finisher of our faith. You got something you're going through this morning? You got something that feels like it's weighing you down? Go to the one that can help you. Go to the one that wants to help you. 
Because I can tell you right now, I can't pack it alone. You get to packing everything in the world today, it'll drag you down. It'll drag you down. I know I've been scattered this morning. I feel like I've been all over the place. But that's the little old thought I had this morning. I pray it's a help to you. I do. Y'all pray for me. I need the Lord's help. I want to have better liberty preaching than I'm having. Y'all pray for me that God would just grant me liberty and just free me where I can just preach and just have it. Just have liberty. That's what I want. Y'all pray for me. I need the Lord's help. Most of all this morning, if you're here and lost, I want you to be saved. I want you to be willing to go to the Lord. Help Him establish your faith this morning. Uh, be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. I'm thankful for those states that He's put in my life. So we'll have a song this morning. If the Lord's dealing with you, come seek Him. If He's not, the Lord can save you anywhere this morning. I pray that you get serious about your soul. I pray that you get serious to a point that you want to call out to Him and want to be saved more than anything. This faith that He's granted me, I'm thankful that I'm looking to Him as all of us are trying to. Go ahead, brother.
I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. I come to you.